Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also way too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies. Do you, do you still like watching scary movies? More than even after more than ever <laughs> the circumstances. <laughs> more now than ever. What are you referring to, Henley? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The apocalypse? The end of the world? Right. Right. Did anything scary happen to us this week? <laughs> On that <laughs> oh, note? <laughs> oh, my God. Just a wee bit. Um, Things have been all around terrifying. I got scared going to the grocery store today. So everything is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. regular, everyday occurrences are now scary. You but went to the grocery store today? I didn't know that. What was I it like? Did. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you. No. I went to... um. Albertsons and it was okay. People were actually keeping a, a good distance from each other. Were I they limiting happy. um how many people they were letting in? No, but um I saw that at Trader Joe's there was a line, so I believe they were doing it at Trader Joe's, but at Albertsons it wasn't overly packed and so they weren't. But there was also no food. <laughs> oh, they were were they out of everything? Uh, um just like all canned food and frozen food. But I still got some stuff, but my story that I wanted to tell is not scary, and you guys have heard it because it's my favorite thing, but I just think everyone should hear it in this dark time. Oh, it's really a funny, good. A funny story. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> had a plumber come um, to replace my toilet. A b- um, so I had a bidet. very old toilet. Well, I had, I don't have like a full bidet. I have a bidet attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sammy, I mean, I think it's amazing that it's been a boon for bidets. I mean, I it's mean, like. Yeah, I've called it. <laughs> You- I've been trying to tell everyone they're awesome. <laughs> finally, um, finally, people so are listening. I had a bidet attachment, and I I said to the plumber, "You don't have to put that back on. I can put that on after the toilet's on. Don't worry about it. I know how to attach it." He said, "Oh no, it's no problem. Um, I can I can put it on." So, uh, he attached my bidet attachment and then <laughs> tested it. And squirted himself in the face <laughs> and got the <laughs> day water in his mouth. Uh, that's really, really good. I'm very happy for you that that happened. Oh, I'm happy for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you texted that to us, I really laughed. Um, what about you guys? Emily, anything anything particularly scary happened to you this week? <laughs> oh my goodness. Anything particularly scary? I mean, no. It's all, everything is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, I guess, have I talked before about the rat living in my walls? <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, you talked about the bees before. Okay, so Tell they us thought, about the rat. so there's been a rat in my walls for a, a year, I don't know, a really long time. It's got to be huge be by now. It's huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rats never stop growing. 
It's fucking massive. Um, it. Yeah, so it, like, sort of the noises used to come and go, but in the past, like, couple months, it's been very consistent, and I got, I finally got just very annoyed by it, and so we had pest control come, and that's who found the bees, because they were, they were looking for the rat, and they found the bees, mm. and, um, and they were like, oh, it's probably, they're probably drawn by the bees, but, like, it's been living here for a long time, so I don't know, whatever. So they got rid of the bees, haven't gotten rid of the rat, um, and I'm stuck in my home 24-7 uh, all the time now listening to that rat just listening to that rat scratch <laughs> on the inside of my walls and it will be like this for so long and oh, no. i don't love it mm. oh boy that's yeah. not good um well i guess my scary thing which isn't actually scary and maybe we should rename this um this little talking in corner. These times <laughs> in these times where everything is much scarier. Um, but my brother is quarantined at home with his four-year-old and his two-year-old. And he's been Oof. potty training the two-year-old and sharing lots of videos of this experience. And mm-hmm. I have been laughing really hard at the videos. <laughs> They're incredibly entertaining. It's basically the two-year-old's um, just talking to himself while sitting on his fake toilet for like oh. long periods of time. Um, <laughs> yeah, because when they're learning, they just sit there for so long. <laughs> yeah. and my brother also just got the new iPhone recently and, ha- and is like very excited with all the video editing features that it has. <laughs> so we're getting we're getting it from all angles. What an interesting time this is. Mm. Truly. <laughs> I mean, in a, and a big interesting part of it is we're currently in three separate homes. Yep, no. we are. First time. It's not um, as crazy as I was expecting it to be, the, no, the recording kinda, from... It doesn't feel that weird. Hopefully it sounds okay. I don't prefer it, but I don't hate it. I don't prefer it, but I don't hate it. Um, and to uh, reflect the times, we chose a movie that is also, you know, isolation ish wow i can't um, wait so this week's movie is 10 cloverfield lane i'm so in, fucking scared you guys um <laughs> i'm really also, excited we did a, a instagram um question and this one was requested a lot so congratulations to everyone who requested it congratulations you <laughs> congratulations win congratulations to you, <laughs> you win. um it came out in 2016 it is directed by dan trachtenberg written by josh campbell matt stecken stecken Mm, Damien and Damien Chazelle. Isn't that Ooh, interesting? Wait, I didn't know. What? Yeah. This was pre, I feel like, Whiplash. La La Land? Wait, that's the La La Land guy, right? Or no? Yes. Yeah. Both Whiplash of those. is his superior film, in my opinion. Um, I mean, we're going to have to have an argument about that, Sammy. La La Land is um, obviously. La La Land <laughs> losing to Moonlight is one of my favorite things that's ever happened. It's so funny. Um, anyways, produced by J.J. Abrams, starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead, John Goodman, and John Gallagher Jr. Ooh, only three people. Pretty much. Pretty much just the three, with a little voice cameo by Bradley Cooper. Okay. Wait, Sammy, I feel like you- getting his voice work on. I feel like you love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Is that true? I do. And I don't know why. Mm, I thought so. I've forgotten why. (laughs) I just like her. But there must have been a movie I saw her in at one point that I I demand a reason. (laughs) I just like her. Um, And she's really good in this. But there must have been like a first thing, you know? You don't have to defend it. It's fine. You don't need a reason. 
<laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, oh, you know what was scary this week? I'm jumping back. We can cut this. I mainly let's just want to talk about this with my friends. Did you guys see that um, Imagine video? I mean, how could you not? Oh, right? my God. The Gal Gadot? <laughs> yeah. It really made me laugh. It was. I didn't actually watch it because it, I was oh already my. cringing not watching it. Watch it because it's, it's bad. It's upsetting. <laughs> it's just so crazy that all these people were like, this is what the world needs. This it is, what is very need Jenna right Maroney. Now. It's what you called, oh Emily. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> right. It's so right. shockingly unnecessary to a, a crazy degree. Oh God. I can't stop thinking about it. Mainly, that's just I just can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, no guests this week. No guests this week. No guests. No guests for probably quarantine. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I think it's fitting. Everyone is trapped alone in their homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, just be alone with us. That's yeah, it. No, no extra guests. No, it's just just us friends here. Just us. Um, we're not friends with our guests. <laughs> <laughs> guys it is cocktail hour and this week's cocktail is a periscope to make this drink you'll need one and a half ounces of gin an ounce of saint germain a sixth an ounce of lemon juice a sixth an ounce of lime juice and a half an ounce of egg white you will combine all ingredients in a shaker and do a dry shake meaning no ice Um, for about 30 seconds and then add ice into the shaker and um, shake for another 30 seconds to a minute and then strain into a chilled martini glass and garnish with a grapefruit twist. I didn't have a grapefruit twist so a lemon twist will work just fine. Cheers. Uh, So trivia I guess is the next Mm -hmm. thing we do and I don't have a ton um, but uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was the only choice to play the main character. They did not consider anybody else, which is pretty wild. Oh, I bet I mean, you love that, Sammy. I think she's great. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, I guess. But still, you don't hear about that happening a lot. Um, True. And then the other thing that I know is that this script was previously not related to Cloverfield. Cloverfield, um, you know, is the found footage film from... I feel like a while before this movie, like 2010 it, or something. And that one's Aliens or? Yes. Um, okay. And so this script had nothing to do with that. And then it came to J.J. Abrams, who um, produced the first Cloverfield. And he wanted to make this movie and just kind of loosely tied it into the universe to maybe get it a, a bigger box office, get people oh, more cool. interested. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's by no means. A so wait, was sequel. it not even called Cloverfield? Did he? Did they add that in to make it fit? Yeah, yeah. I, it see, was, I see. I see. The original title was The Cellar. Yikes! Spooky. Yeah, I don't love the way that sounds. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Cool. And I want you guys to watch the trailer. Okay. Fuck. Children behave. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play. They don't understand. And so we're running just as fast as we can. Holding on to one another's name. 
Watching your guys' reactions on mute was really fun. <laughs> I I remember when this movie came out being like, ooh, John Goodman in a, as a scary guy. And that was like interesting to me. Yeah, John Goodman as scary is so scary. He's, so He's good. such a good actor. He's, He's so, so good. good. That's one of my favorite trailers of all time. I love that trailer. It's a really good trailer. Also, yeah, I didn't realize this movie was about like being stuck in isolation. And boy, did I relate. Yep. Uh, to everything happening up top there. It's a really good movie, and I'm excited to tell you guys about it. Tell us about it. Let's Which do it. Which I guess I'll do right now. Right now. <laughs> do it right now. And it starts right now. And it starts right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> my favorite YouTube video of all time. <laughs> it's the best one. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, 
Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Okay, so we start with our protagonist, uh, Michelle, who is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and we see that she is in her apartment kind of stressed packing up her belongings she's on the phone we don't hear what she's saying she looks upset and she packs up all her shit and she leaves her wedding ring on the side table and leaves so she's leaving her i'm assuming fiance Mm -hmm. and then she's driving in her car and goes to a gas station and there's a creepy truck behind her that she notices and gets a little weirded out, kind of turns away, hides her face and gets back into her car, gets back on the road. And um, she's listening to the radio. There's some news reports of all the power going down in certain cities, like rolling blackouts in a couple major cities. And then her phone starts to ring and it says, Ben, who we presume is her ex that she has just left, she doesn't answer, or wait, she does answer, but she doesn't speak, and so he's just on speakerphone and is saying, Michelle, come back, we had a fight, that's not so crazy, like, people have fights, like, why are you doing this? She doesn't speak, and then she hangs back up on him. That's Bradley Cooper. That's his entirety of the whole feature why just is he <laughs> only Very why did he do that i think he's I just friends with jj abrams and i don't know oh got it got it got it okay it seems like truly anyone could have done that anyone um they probably paid maybe, him a million dollars not. to do that <laughs> <laughs> he's so insane <laughs> a cool million he was like i'll do it for easy a million i'll do it for a cool million i'll do it for a mil <laughs> um And he starts calling again. She's looking at the phone. And as she's looking at the phone, a car crashes into her car. Her car flips, tumbles off the side of the road, cut to black. She wakes up in a cellar uh, with her leg broken in a brace and her leg is handcuffed to the wall. Um, She is in her underwear and has a little mattress and she has an IV in her arm. And she sees in the opposite corner of the room from her, there's uh, her stuff, her cell phone, her backpack, and her clothes. So she uses the IV stand to kind of fish it over, grabs her phone, no service. And just as she's doing that, she hears footsteps coming. And the door to this room locks, obviously, from the outside, and it cranks open, and in comes uh, John Goodman, whose name is Howard, and Mm. he is incredibly scary. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And she's, you know, begging him what you would do, like, please, 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 my, um, please just let me go. No one has to know this happened. You can let me go. And he's kind of not really saying anything. He gives her food, I think, and then turns to walk out. Jesus says, "My, I was meeting my boyfriend. Like He'll send the police f- to come look for me. And he says, I'm sorry, Michelle. No one is looking for you. And closes the door and walks out. 
Oh, and he gives her crutches and he says, start practicing with those because her leg is broken. Um, she then kind of fashions one of the crutches into a, um, like a knife, kind of sharpens the edge of it and is standing by the door ready to stab him the next time he comes in. He's not showing up. So she decides to light a fire. She sees a little air vent and she balls up her shirt, I think, and lights it on fire in the air vent to set off the fire alarm to draw him back in. She tries to stab him. He reacts in time, grabs her, and injects her with something that knocks her out. She wakes back up a little while later with him sitting across from her in the room. And he basically says, I found you on the side of the road. You had been in a horrible accident. I saved you. I brought you here. Like, you're lucky to be here. You're lucky to be alive. And there's been an attack, and it's not safe outside anymore. And we're safe down here. She says, where's here? He says, we're under my farmhouse. Yikes. Do you believe him as an audience member, or are you like this guy's bullshit? No. No, you don't believe him. Okay. So she she's basically also doesn't really believe him. And she's like, oh, she's doing the thing that I feel like women would do in this situation where you're kind of trying to manipulate the person. I mean, like, oh, my God, that's so awful. Like that my parents will are going to want to know where I am. I should call them. And like sort of playing dumb. Yeah. And he's like, Michelle, your parents are dead. Everybody that's not in here is dead. Like you're not getting it. Everyone's dead except for us. Does he um, say what this attack was? He says he's not sure. He says it could be the Russians, but it could also be aliens. And we, like, we don't know. There's no way for us to know. Um, all I know is that there has been an attack and the air, the air outside is not safe. And it probably won't be safe for at least one to two years. So we're, we're going to have to stay down here. He's like, but don't worry. I've prepared for this. And, like, you're so lucky to be here. You're so lucky to be here. Like, we're the only ones left. So she's obviously very freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no thank you. Um, He leaves her. She gets some sleep and then wakes up. And she looks and sees that her room door has been left open. Like, he is letting her out now. And she... Yeah, did he explain why he handcuffed her? Mm, I don't think that he did. I guess just because he figured she would try to run away. And it's for his safety as well. I, he says that at some point. Like, this is for my okay. safety, too. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Because right. she has a broken leg. Sure, sure, sure. How did she get the cast on? Hmm? Not to nitpick already, but... It's not quite a cast. It's like just um, a brace, kind of. But she has a big... Uh, she's do- She, like, can't properly walk. She has to use crutches to walk. Um, but so she's, she's using a little crutch and is walking out and directly out of her room is kind of a food storage area. And in this area, we meet Emmett, who is, um, a guy about her age in his thirties, who's kind of sitting there. His arm is in a sling. Um, and he's seemingly not super panicked. He's kind of chilling. And she's like, how do we get out of here? And he's like, oh, he didn't tell you? Like, we can't. We can't get out of here. Hmm. So he seems like brainwashed, maybe? Or we're not, yeah, we're not sure yet, but he doesn't seem to be trying to escape. 
And then Howard comes down and says to Michelle that it's bathroom time, which I hate. No. (laughs) And um, he takes her upstairs. So upstairs, there's like two levels of this bunker. The below is her bedroom and the food storage. And the above is their common area and uh, Howard's bedroom. Emmett sleeps in the food storage area. He doesn't have his own room. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So in the common area, there's a TV, a bunch of board games, the kitchen, and the bathroom is in Howard's bedroom, and it's just a toilet with a curtain. And he tells her to go, and she says, I don't have to go. And he says, well, you'll have to go eventually, and so go right now, because I can't escort you all the time. And she says, I can't go with you standing here and he says i'm not a pervert like just go and so she goes and it's just i don't like it <laughs> no don't see why you would nothing um, comforts me more than someone saying i'm not a pervert right it's so reassuring <laughs> so i oh, believe cool. you now oh great um and so back in the common room we all know perverts are notoriously honest <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, back in the common room, she's kind of looking around and there's a stack of magazines, um, like gossip magazines, basically. And she looks a little confused. There's two men in here. And Howard says, those were Megan's. And he says, Megan isn't with us anymore. Okay. And he's like being creepy, right? He's, he's very creepy. Like you're put off by him but not necessarily like oh he's definitely like a murderer be- yeah, you know yeah okay. yeah um so she's kind of still pressing him for answers saying like can't we at least try to get in contact with someone um outside he points to a radio says i've been trying every channel on that radio there's nobody like nobody is out there and he said I, you know i'd been planning for this a long time um, I built this bunker and we're just so lucky and she's kind of looking at him crazy and he says oh you think I'm crazy and he mm-hmm. says <laughs> he says crazy is building your ark after the flood which is just a line Boom. that I like <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, okay so he can tell that she is thinking he's crazy and so he says I think it's time that you met Frank and Mildred and then takes her up the uh, a stairway. He each part of the stairway you have to unlock. So he has this big set of keys. Unlocks the first door to the set of stairs. L- unlocks a second door and then a third door. And the last two doors, he said, "This is the closest I could get to an airlock." So you have to, you know, go through one door, lock it behind you. And then at the final door that's now facing the outside world at at um, ground level. Ground level. There's a window so she can see out. It's daytime. They're in a big, uh, uh, like on a farmhouse. So it's a big cornfield in front of them. And she's like, oh, like Corn it looks. Cornfields are scary. They are scary. But she's like, it looks, it looks okay. And, but he says, look over here, shows her that his pig pen, the pig's they're they're like disgusting they look like they've been torn apart <gasps> and there's flies and they're rotting Ew. and he said that's what happens when you're out in the air is it 
like are Frank and Mildred the pigs? They're the pigs, yes. Ah, yeah. Um, mm. and so she's a little freaked out and like, okay, maybe. And then she notices his truck and gets a flashback of the car accident and remembers <gasps> that it wasn't an accident. And he drove. For, she recognizes the like the headlights on the truck, and he came around from behind and plowed her off the road. And so she now was remembers. it the same truck she saw at the gas station? Yes, yes, it was. <gasps> no. So she's now. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she is no. um, still incredibly suspicious. Yeah. Um, Smart. So she later is downstairs with Emmett back in their bedrooms, and kind of asks about Howard, like, "What do you know about Howard?" and Emmett says, he used to be in the Navy, and uh, he hired me to help him build this bunker a few years ago, and she says, he didn't kidnap you? Didn't you break your arm trying to get out? And he says, no, I broke my arm trying to get in. And Mm. she says, this attack that he's talking about, like, don't you think that's bullshit? And he says, no, I saw the attack with my own eyes. And I came here, like, the first thing I thought was, I got to get to that bunker. And he said, he says he see, he saw incredibly bright lights in the sky. He said, it's nothing that I'd ever seen before. Wasn't lightning, wasn't an explosion. It is nothing like I've ever seen before. And I just knew something really bad was happening. And when I got here, I could see that Howard knew it too. And so I fought my way in to get in here. Well, and so... This will probably come to be explained, but things were maybe in sort of chaos before this "quote unquote" attack. It right? sounds the, like maybe the there was, was some. Out. Yes, it sounds like maybe there were some warning signs. So it wasn't and, like out of the blue, even for her. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe people didn't know what was happening yet. I don't like that. Um. Okay. So then they have a, a group dinner. All three of them sit together at the dinner table. John Goodman is pours them each a, a beer. What a good host. And Emmett is very talkative, very chatty. He's talking about how many tattoos he would have gotten if he knew like the end of the world was coming. And Howard like slams his fist down and it's a jump scare. It's really scary. <laughs> and he's like, You're like your your humor is not funny. I we gotta like find a clip a clip of John Goodman's performance in this because he's so fucking good. Um, but he's basically really irritated by Emmett and tells him to, like, sh- shut up, let us eat our dinners in peace. Did we sense any tension between them before? Like, are they, he doesn't really like Emmett? Well, what he doesn't like is that Michelle likes Emmett more than Howard. And so there was a part earlier in which... That's going to be nasty. She stumbled on her on her crutches and Emmett went to to help her and kind of and help like grabbed her and Howard screamed at Emmett don't touch her you're not allowed to touch her mm. so Michelle picks up on interesting this interesting that he's weird with women <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a surprising character so, trait a surprising in this person. choice <laughs> okay, okay. um but Michelle picks up on this and she's eyeing his keys on his he also has a gun in his belt, by the way. He's got a gun and keys on his hips. And she starts flirting with Emmett to get a rise out of Howard. She kind of puts, she keeps asking him to pass her things, puts her hand on his hand. And then Howard snaps, grabs her by the throat, 
pins her against the wall. Anna says, like, do you think I'm stupid? Like, I can see what you're doing. Promise me that you're going to behave yourself. And she says, I promise. And he says, promise what? I need you to say everything. And she says, I promise I'll behave myself. And she goes back to sit down and we see that she has gotten the keys from his belt. Oh, hell yeah. She's so smart. I like this is really interesting. I feel like this is all has a lot of the trailer is just the beginning of this movie, which is good. It's not like the trailer gave away the whole movie. Right. So she's really nervously sitting there holding the keys. Um, They kind of keep talking for a bit. And then pretty quickly, Howard, he just kind of always goes to touch his keys just to see if they're there. And he she sees him reaching to touch them, feels that they're not there. And she grabs one of the beer bottles, smashes it over his head, throws her chair at him and runs to the to the locked doors up to the um, oh my gosh so wait how level. far into this movie are we this is early this is about 20 minutes in this really is all in the trailer yeah i love it oh my god this is awesome yeah that's like, my favorite that type of trailer like it was gonna be the climax of this movie but we <laughs> no, are nowhere no, near no, it no it's early so she runs up um, but it's like a really stressful scene because she's obviously like fumbling with each of the locks. He's getting closer to her. She keeps throwing things at him. She has to go through all the different locks. She makes it to the top and locks the top door where she's in the airlock area so he can't get in. So she just has one door between her and the outside world and one door between her and Howard who has no key and can't get into where she is. So he's banging on the window of that door screaming, no, no, no. You're going to get all of us killed. You'll get us all killed. And she sees that there's now a new car there that wasn't there the first time, a little sedan. And she says, there's a car, there's a car. And as she's looking out, a woman slams up into the window and her face is like covered in sores. Sores, yes. Mm. Um, And... The lady is screaming, please let me in, let me in, let me in, let me in, please, 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 please. And uh, oh. Howard is yelling, don't let her in, don't let her in, don't, don't, you op- don't open that door, don't open that door. And she's like, please, please, please. It barely touched me at all. It barely touched me at all. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And this lady gives a really good performance. I was, I think she's Calm great. Down. Guys, everyone's overreacting. It's fine. And she's, she says, it barely touched me at all. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in, you bitch. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead's obviously getting really scared, backing away, doesn't open the door. The woman starts banging her head, starts like <gasps> cracking her own head open on the glass. There's like Holy blood, shit. blood pouring now onto the onto the Ew. glass. And then we cut to Mary Elizabeth back down in her bedroom she decided not to open that door yeah yeah (laughs) honestly the better choice i think wow holy shit um whoa 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 so now this is exciting this isn't where i saw the movie going i can't wait to find out what happens next i also just really like that woman you guys it really touched me (laughs) (laughs) that scene's on youtube so you guys should watch it guys believe me uh (laughs) um so she's now down back in her bedroom in the basement and howard is changing light bulbs in her room and he says he's kind of comforting her and he said he says i know it's hard realizing everyone you know is gone and it's really scary and i'm really sorry 
And he says, and I have a confession. Um, I ran you off the road. Okay, when, so he's not, it's not even a secret. He said, when I got the news of this attack, I was, I was frantic. I, I was in a panic. I was driving crazy, and I hit you. It was an accident, but it was my fault, and like, there's nothing I can do to undo it. But you're here now, and this is the safest place to be. Yeah, you'd be dead otherwise. Right. Oh, and then he, he tells her to take a shower. He says, you don't know, even being near that window, you might have gotten some amount of exposure to anything that's out there. You should shower. Here's some fresh clothes. He gives her some of Megan's clothes. And we have not yet learned we what don't happened know. to Megan. We don't know what happened to Megan. So then Michelle goes upstairs. She's now in Megan's clothes and showered. And Howard needs stitches from where he, she hit him with the beer bottle. And they have kind of their nicest moment up to this point where he says, you know, you're going to have to do it. I can't do it for myself. And gives her some alcohol. And she stitches him up. And he gives her back a box of stuff that was in her car. And there's like a sketchbook where she drew some clothing. And he says, what is all that stuff? And she said, I used to want to design clothes. And um, he tells her about Megan and then goes into his bedroom and pulls out a photo of uh, Megan and shows it to her. It's like a school photo. And he said, this is Megan. Um, she, you know, was my daughter and her mother took her away from me and they went and moved to Chicago. And now, like, they're probably dead. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead is now trying to, like, comfort him and says, like, you don't you don't know. Like, we don't know what's going on out there. Like, she could still be alive. She getting a little bit more like on board with him now? I think after seeing the woman she's like oh he's not lying like it is okay. there was an attack and it is dangerous something is there. definitely up okay yeah. I'm not convinced so then back downstairs that night as she's like going to bed her and Emmett are talking through the wall and um kind of sharing some of their backstory we hear that Emmett Lived his life in a 40-mile radius and, like, kind of regrets not having done a lot of stuff in life. And she says she regrets specifically this one day she was at a hardware store and saw a dad pulling his daughter too hard, like, by the arm. And she says, you know, my dad used to do that with me and my brother was there to usually take the brunt of my dad's anger um but this little girl didn't have that and i in my head like saw myself going and telling her dad to stop and standing up for her um and she the little girl like tripped the dad hit her and i panicked and i ran like i always do when things get hard then we get to the fun and games portion of the movie <laughs> yay! Oh, yeah, my favorite part. This is the puzzles. So they're now kind of living in, um, you know, relative harmony. They both believe that 
Howard is right and that the world outside is bad and that they are safe in this place. And so it's a little montage of them playing their board games, watching movies. Listen, there's a jukebox in there, listening to music. Um, and things look nice. <laughs> Great. Um, and then the bunker starts shaking like an earthquake, kind of. And they like defer to Howard now. Like Michelle's like, Howard, Howard, what is that? Like you see, like she's, she trusts Howard now. And um, he's like, it's okay. It's okay. Be quiet. And you hear kind of helicoptery noises, but also kind of monstery noises. Like they don't sound quite normal. And he says, sounds like helicopters, but that's not our helicopters. My 20 years in the Navy, like I know what American helicopters sound like. He says, my guess is that this is um, phase two, that the like bomb or attack or whatever was phase one, and that this is now the ground strike sending people in to wipe out whoever was left after the first attack. Are they keeping track of how long they've been down there? Do I don't you know? know. I mean, I'm sure they are, but it's, it's not actually mentioned, so I can't say. Mm. Um, but, but the montage, I mean, it's been at least, maybe I'd say maybe a month. Mm-hmm. I'm not really basing that on anything, though. Okay. Just, on, on just your her, gut, gut instinct. Just on all of her outfit changes in the montage. Okay. So then an alarm starts going off and he says, that's not good. And they go downstairs next to her room. There is a little trap door that is stuck. And he says, that's the air filtration. Something is, something's wrong with the air filtration. And if we don't reset it. Oh, it's an alarm like of their own. Yes. Surroundings. I see. Okay. And not he, like an outside yeah. world alarm. Um, and he says, if we don't reset it, we'll all suffocate, like, eventually. So we need to reset the air filter. Um, but the little trap door to get to it is jammed. And so the only way to get to it is through the vents. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead, excuse me, Michelle, is the only one who She's will be able to fits. fit. So she has to crawl through these vents. She eventually gets up into the the room where the air filtration system is. He tells her he just needs to flip the switch twice. She does it, um, and it seems to work. And there's a little ladder in there that goes up to another little air hatch thing out to the outside world so she can see sunlight. Um, So she climbs up just to go have a little look, and on the, the window panel has been carved help blood on it oh and we know that nobody else could fit in there other than probably megan (gasps) so it's help is written on her side yes it's yes it's carved in on the inside and it has some blood on it and she climbs back down the ladder and finds an earring that matches the earring (gasps) that megan was wearing in the photo that he showed her and that's what she had used to carve help into the window. So she has a little talk with Emmett and pulls him aside into the room where, I guess into Howard's room. And she says, um, I found this earring. He told me that Megan was his daughter, shows Emmett the photo that he showed her. And Emmett says, that's Brittany. She went to my high school. She went missing. Um, and nobody ever saw her again. And <gasps> what? And then wait, it's okay. Ca- so 
What? So Brittany is Brittany his daughter or Brittany's a photo of another girl? I think Megan is his daughter and Brittany is who he kidnapped to replace his daughter after his wife took the daughter away. Wow. And a Polaroid falls out of Howard and Brittany on the couch together with Brittany looking like a straight up prisoner. She looks so sad and he has his arm around her like they're a couple. And it's oh, gross. Awful. Um, and so Emmett's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So he abducted this girl and they're trying to make a little plan. He's like, we need to get his gun away from him. We need to tie him up and we need to, um, I don't know, make him confess, they say, which is like, what? And who cares? <laughs> we already know. Anyways, um, she is. Also, you're trapped down there, apparently, because right. of the air anyway. So what the fuck are you going to do? Right. Um, so she sees, uh, the shower curtain thing that like covers the bathroom area and has a thought cause she does clothing design and sewing stuff. And she draws a little picture in one of the magazines over a model in the magazine and shows it to Emmett. She says, I think I could make us one of these. And it's basically a hazmat suit. She's like, I think I could only make one, but it's something. If we tie him up and get his gun, you stay here with the gun with him i'll go outside and get help it's the best they could come up with there's not a lot of there's not a lot of great options that night emmett goes into the main room where howard is watching a movie and goes and grabs some scissors from the kitchen and says to howard you know i was thinking um the radiation must be super high outside so even if um oh because howard made michelle shower after she did the air filtration thing and so Emmett says you know the shower curtain or anything she touched in there might be covered in radiation to kind of get in his head so then he takes the shower curtain off throws it away so then they can take it out of the trash to start trying to make a hazmat suit with it so there's a little montage of them kind of measuring and cutting it out um using duct tape to put it all together and they look how to make a ventilator with water bottles and something else. I'm not sure, but homemade ventilator. So they're making a big, they're making a hazmat suit. And then she's, Michelle's back downstairs and Howard comes in and says, I need your help with something. Takes her upstairs, takes Emmett too, and opens this little cabinet and there's a big barrel in it. She says, what's in the barrel? And he says, roll it into the bathroom. He puts mm-hmm. on these crazy heavy-duty gloves, opens up this barrel, and it is filled with the acid. And he says, oh, "This he is." Oh, he a body. He says, "This is whatever kind of per- perlocoric acid or whatever. Um, it dissolves um, anything instantly, human body down to the bone." And and it's like, "Why are you showing us this, Howard?" And he says, "Do you think I'm stupid?" And opens his hand and shows that he found the scissors and one of the water bottle, like, ventilator mask things. He says, tell me what you guys were doing with this. What are you planning? Oh, God. And Emmett just goes to take the blame. He says, it was me. It was me. Uh, Michelle doesn't know what you're talking about. Um, I was trying to make a weapon. I don't know. I'm sorry. Michelle had no idea. It was just me. And Howard 
pulls out his gun and shoots Emmett in the head. (gasps) (gasps) No. (gasps) I didn't see it coming. I I was so lulled. I was so lulled into a false sense of security. security. Fuck. The sound design goes to like that ear ringing. It like zooms in on Michelle and she's just so in shock and she can't hear what's happening, kind of stumbles back, falls against the wall, and Howard just comes in and wraps his arms around her, and you start hearing that he's saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's all going to be okay now. You heard him. He was going to hurt us. He was trying to hurt us, and now it's just how it was always meant to be. It's just you and me now. It's how it was always meant to be. It was just meant to be the two of us. Okay, so John Goodman is officially a murderer and a freak, and I hate him. (laughs) It's official. It's official. She's back in her room. She's been locked in there again. Is she handcuffed again? She's not handcuffed again. She's sitting there and he comes in, opens the door, and he has a bowl of ice cream and a cone of ice cream. And he's clean shaven, freshly clean shaved. As if it's a date. And he says, do you want a bowl or a cone? And she's like so freaked out and scared. And he says... Megan used to always want a bowl. You could get a, you can have a bowl. She said a cone was too messy and gives her a bowl of ice cream. Ew, so is it a date or is she his daughter? That's disgusting. I think it's like both and it's nasty. <laughs> no. Um, and he says, I know this isn't the life that you would have chosen for yourself, but. Lol, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, lol. <laughs> but I just want, I just want us to be a happy family. Just you and me. A happy family. And um, then he says, okay, I better go start dinner. And goes upstairs. She's she's kind of just about finished with her hazmat suit. She's hiding the ventilator. Oh, right, because he doesn't know about that. No, still. he just found the scissors and didn't know what they were using it for. And Emmett lied. Um, right, right, right. Okay. So she's hiding the suit under her little mattress. And she's hiding the ventilator in the air vent because it's too big and can't go under a mattress. And he comes in to she he she hears him coming, panics, like puts everything away quickly. He comes in and the air vent is not screwed all the way closed. And he notices and she's like, oh, it's like been doing that. I don't know why. And he opens it and kind of reaches in. We see him almost touch the ventilator. He doesn't quite. But then he turns around and he sees just a corner of her hazmat suit poking out from under the bed. And he says, get up. And she's like, and she says, what? And he grabs her by the hair and pulls her and like throws her to the other side of the room, lifts the mattress up, sees her little hazmat suit. And she runs out of the room and he goes to chase her. And she throws through the like food storage room. She pull, she throws the shelves down on him and knocks him over. And so gets a little bit of a head start and runs into the his room where they were with the acid barrel and sees like cut up Emmett dissolving in no. the acid. Ew, ew. Yeah, that's not good. That was fast. What the fuck? And Howard makes his way upstairs and he looks really scary and mad and comes in and says, this is how you repay me for saving your life. And she says, no, 
this is and knocks over the acid onto him. He slips and falls <gasps> like face first into the acid. She grabs the door frame and like flings herself through, runs back downstairs because she has to grab her hazmat suit. And um, as she's running downstairs, we see that the acid burns um, a lamp wire and starts a fire. Um, and it's blocking now the exit. And so her only way out is now air vent. <laughs> so she ties her hazmat suit to her ankle and is going back up the stairs uh, from the basement area. And Howard is there and no. his face is all fucking burnt off. No, no, no. Disgusting. Um, and she again, I don't know, thwarts him somehow, knocks something. He's like not doing well. So she kind of hops over him, hits him. And gets back into the main area, opens up the air vent, and crawls in there. And then a fucking knife just starts stabbing <gasps> in. No. And as she's crawling, it's like stabbing from all different sides because he can hear where she is. And so it's like stabbing by her eye. Oh, because he can't fit in the he vent. He can't fit. He can't chase her. So he's just stabbing at her. And so she's frantically crawling as fast as she can. Trying no. to dodge this knife. Um, and then as she's kind of in the last stretch, his hand comes through and you see it has no skin. It's like mu it's only muscle. What it's so fuck? gross. And um, he kind of grabs her ankle and she uses her other foot to say like, don't fucking touch me or get your hands off me. And like kicks his hand in a way that like, like deteriorates his <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um and so she gets back up into that room with the air filtration system and she gets the lock open um and she's changed into her hazmat suit at this point and so she's outside she gets outside and it has that shot that's so stressful that's i feel like in gravity a lot from inside the helmet mm. Mm -hmm. where you're yeah, having yeah, yeah. like a panic attack and so she's just like <gasps> and you're just up close in her face with like in the ventilator and it's so stressful um and she runs to the truck and as she's getting in the truck she tears a hole in her hazmat suit and she has like oh. a full panic attack but she has her duct tape with her and she gets she gets duct tape back over it and then she looks up and sees a flock of geese flying oh, through the no. air. No. And she's I knew like, it. huh. <laughs> <laughs> and she t takes her mask off and it's fine. <gasps> and she starts to cry and she's really relieved. And then she hears a loud noise and steps on the roof of the truck and sees an alien spaceship in the sky. <laughs> what? And it's coming towards her, and it drops something in the cornfield next to her. And she hears it starting to make a noise. It's like a creature has been dropped next to her. And she, we get a fun moment where she looks at it and says, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this is my favorite thing about the movie is the whole time you're trying to figure out, is he crazy or is there like craziness outside? And it's both, which I think is really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my God! 
she's she sees the sedan the truck i guess doesn't have the keys or something she can't find the keys so she goes to make a run for the sedan to try to get in that to drive away and as she goes to open the door the car alarm starts going off and then this fucking nasty little alien dog comes out of the corn field because it hears the noise and i don't know how to describe it it looks i would say it's like an alien dog you know how there's always like the dog version of an alien <laughs> it's like that it's always, like yeah mouth looks like a little sphincter though it's like nasty <laughs> with like a million little teeth Ew. <laughs> like a leech or something i don't know it's nasty um so she runs into the barn to hide from it and as it's on the other side of the barn she goes through a little like chicken coop door and runs back out to the there's a neighboring farmhouse and she's running as fast as we can we can see the little dog alien chasing her and she's running and screaming at the house please help me help me help me i'm right outside help me and we hear a loud noise and the alien dog whimpers and runs away and from behind the house this huge it's like the spaceship but we see that it's like um i don't know like biotech it's like alive the spaceship is a creature it's not a ship it's just a flying huge alien thing and it comes from behind the house towards her sprays out um like green fumes and so she's panicking trying to get the hazmat helmet back on and she gets it back on uh, right at the last moment and gets into that truck and right as she's in the truck the alien dog comes back and it's like jumping oh jumping on the truck smashing the window its little teeth are so close to her um but then again the big alien comes close again and scares the dog off dog alien and <laughs> the like huge alien ship has these long tentacle arm things and grabs the truck and is pulling it up and she's being lifted high up into the air she's probably you know 40 feet now above ground and it's like lifting her and the truck into its mouth and has gross little mouth like kind of like i don't know if you guys have ever seen evolution i know jenna has but it's kind of like that where it has like a nasty little butthole looking mouth no, never seen it. <laughs> on, on its but also, underside. didn't didn't I should have known this is where the movie was going because of the name? But on, honestly, didn't see it going in this direction. I know <laughs> this is crazy. It's, it's like really a whole. Crazy. It's like a second. It's movie. a different movie now. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a because you also said that we were maybe two thirds of the way through the movie. I don't know whether you'll cut that out or not, but um, it feels like a Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> like it feels like a crazy way to end yeah. any movie. Yeah, it is. It's really wild. Yeah, the whole third act is just. I'm very nuts. curious to hear. What it, which if I could learn what it was in the script before J.J. Abrams was like, what if we make it blend with whatever? Like, what I think it probably, she I think it bunker? probably was still aliens, and he was okay, like, let's just maybe make not them in that universe. Cloverfield aliens, why not? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so it's trying to put her in its butthole mouth, and she sees in, <laughs> <laughs> she sees in the truck, um, a bottle of alcohol. And some pieces of paper. She makes a little Molotov cocktail. She waits. Does everyone just know how to make one of those? I guess. It seems like you just stuff like paper into it. always in movies alcohol. and shows, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just do that. It's like, I don't <laughs> want to make one of those. Should I learn? We should learn. Is it an essential skill? She quickly whips one up. 
We need um, to learn how to do that, you guys. I guess we do. And waits till she's close enough and throws it into his little butthole mouth and explodes him. And this in, it, huge alien dies and falls and collapses and drops her. And she's kind of... Oh, but she's up high. She's up high. And so she's... She, I don't think she gets knocked out, but she's not well. Um, but, you know, adrenaline's pumping, so she she keeps moving. And um, she makes a run for the barn again because there was a dead body in there that has the keys to the sedan. So there's no keys to this mm. truck. She gets in the sedan, drives away. She, she makes it away. She knocks the mailbox as she's driving. We see the address is 10 Cloverfield. Hence the title of the movie. Which we knew. Um, and <laughs> Not really a surprise. <laughs> and um, as she's driving away, the radio is on and it says, if you're a medical professional or anyone with combat training, please come to Houston. We need you. We're, we're fighting them. We're gaining some ground. We're, we're doing well, but we need help. And um, there's a lot of survivors that need your help. And she's driving past the Houston sign, like away from Houston. And as she's driving in the opposite direction, she like has a moment of, wait a second, and does a little U-turn and goes towards Houston. And the final shot is her driving down the freeway towards Houston. And we see lightning in the sky. And there's just like this another huge alien ship above the Houston city line. And credits what the actual fuck <laughs> well okay Whoa. so that is the story i mentioned earlier that i said that'll come back is basically she previously said she all she does is run away from anything that's hard and that's just mm. her little character arc is she's not running away anymore well she did really prove herself i mean she destroyed she's a badass john goodman she destroyed an alien a massive alien yeah i, I do not think I could accomplish such things. <laughs> I don't know that I would want to. Whenever I hear about things like this, at, at what point do you just go like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I just, like, honestly, I'm going to tap out. <laughs> I escaped a fucking pervert creep in a bunker just to have to fight an alien immediately. It's wild. <gasps> no. And she is mad about it. <laughs> Good. Um, but what an interesting movie, guys! Wow. It's a really good movie. It's unfortunately not streaming anywhere for free, but it was a three ninety nine rap- rental on Apple, and mm. I think it's worth it. it. So, as you watch this movie, is does it feel very scary? Like, is the tone yeah, very scary? So, okay, so describing it is probably a little less scary because I think what is so scary about this movie is. The tension between the the three, well, between Howard and the the other two, and mm-hmm. how every conversation with them is tense, and we don't know what the f- fuck is going on in his head, and so a lot of the scariness just comes from the conversations that happen between them, of just not knowing what's gonna happen next. So I think it is pretty scary. I think um, the final act is the most horror ish for mm-hmm. sure like that corn that alien in the cornfield was i think the most traditionally scared i was um and the rest of it is all like just like tension kind and of creepy. real life more feeling like more feels yeah. real impossible just being like abducted 
I kind of want there to be more, though, in a way. I bet it would feel like more if, if we had watched it. And it's only in the last, like, 15 minutes that you see the scope of the world. And so you're... Mm-hmm. It's it's basically like starting a new movie at the end and then only getting to see 15 minutes of that movie. And so leaves right. you wanting more of, of that. And Cloverfield, the movie, is meant to take place time-wise before this movie at the same time? I don't, I don't know anything about that movie. I don't but. totally remember Cloverfield, but I presume before. But Cloverfield, I, re- I feel like they wipe out the whole world. So I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. I, I barely remember Cloverfield. I saw it one time in theaters when I was in high school. And I remember actually enjoying it a lot because my high school class was on a field trip to Washington, D.C. And for some reason, we watched Cloverfield in theaters during the field trip. And we were like the what? only people in the movie theater. And it was honestly such a great time. I think um, that, yeah, I think I think it's good. It it was great. I loved it. But I think what it's I would a weird Im- choice for a school group. Well, I know. I don't know why that happened. But um, mm-hmm. what I I imagine what must have happened is that when she was in her car and they were having the rolling blackouts, that must have been the beginning of the mm-hmm. alien invasion. So it's happening mm-hmm. like concurrently. Yeah. So that was all happening while she yeah, was. That makes sense. The movie Cloverfield happens at the while same she's simultaneously the and and slash after. Yeah. Guys. Can I tell you what? Tell us. What? I love I love horror movies. <laughs> Emily? <laughs> you love to hear it. I, lo- I love to hear them. I love to I hear love them, to too. Hear them. I just want them to keep going, though. I'm like, what happens next to Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Like, it's crazy because I've s- li- actually seen so few, but I love them. And I'm really realizing how much I'm, I, have, I have such an appreciation for them, and I am, like, really... Basically, I'm just complimenting um, my own choices being here um, and doing this, but I really, I never would have known how much I love them if it weren't for this. So fun and great. Not me. This podcast hasn't converted me yet. (laughs) I'm still too scared. I will say I was too scared to do, we did have the strangers requested and I was too scared to do that one because being quarantined does kind of change my my, uh, tolerance, I think. We'll do it eventually, but in in when the rest of life isn't as when I'm not um, home alone scary. constantly, <laughs> constantly, like <laughs> all the time all the for time. months <laughs> on end, probably. Um, but yeah, I think this was a perfect movie. For today. I loved and it. Thank this you, listeners, for requesting it. Thank you, listeners. Thank, thank you, you for listeners. being listeners. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to this podcast. And for giving us some purpose in this time where we are truly just, I don't even understand what time is and what my body feels like and what it needs. But I know that once a week I get to do this and that's really good. It's the only thing keeping us sane. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> um, no voice, no voices in this movie. No, guess not. Well, until next time. Um, until next time stay in your homes and wash your hands and we love you and wash your hands and we love you and you know stay sane stay sane love you guys so much i feel like and i said that already but i'm just gonna say it one more time <laughs> we mean it um we love you and good goodbye hi guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of too scary didn't watch if you liked the episode, if you liked the show, 
please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And it really helps us if you go to Apple Podcasts and rate us and give us a five-star rating. If you have extra time, you can write us a review. We love reading reviews. And don't forget to follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter and Stardust. You can reach out to us on any of those and let us know what movies you want to hear while we're quarantined because we will not be having a guest for a while and so we can choose whatever movies we want to do. Okay, everybody, um, stay healthy, stay inside, stay safe, wash your hands. And we will see you here next week. Bye.